Welcome back here to Wake of Call with Dan Tortora. Happy to be here with you every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, where sports truly meets that thing called life. want to thank Bob Beretta for everything that we always get to do inside of AD and DT. Of course, this morning in the conversation that we got to share with you about realignment and reclassification and the move forward here in Division One. So always appreciate Bob's time and appreciate him being so candid and so open with everything that's going on at LeMoyne. So love telling you, love being able to share that information with you. And I thank you so much for tuning into it. With that being said, it's time for us to jump into our NFL schedule breakdown. And that's exactly what we're going to do here. Taking a look at the NFL schedule. We're going to look at Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football, break it all down so you can get a feel for all of it. So we're going to start things off with Thursday night football and the schedule of Thursday night football here. So uh, Thursday night football, officially the Thursday night football, this is the thing that makes no sense. The first Thursday game opens the season, but it's the Sunday night football crew because I believe it's on NBC. And so it's not considered like the week one, but it's a Thursday game, which is Denver at Kansas City. But they put that in the Sunday night football crew side of things. So just to make it, you know, confusing for people <laughs> is what I would say. So that's kind of the first thing to start things off is how confusing that is. But the, the Thursday night football schedule official. So there is the Detroit at Kansas City game that opens the season. That game is being played on Thursday night but it's considered part of Sunday night football's crew and, and NBC and all of that. It's not considered the uh, the Thursday night football group, but it is the first Thursday game. So that's, you know, we're starting off with confusion because you would think it's Thursday night football because it's played on Thursday night, but it's being played on NBC at 8.20 p.m. Eastern time, Detroit at Kansas City. So that's the first Thursday game. It's the first game of the season, but it doesn't count inside of the Thursday night football schedule. So it's just it, it's just a weird thing, right? I mean, you would think Thursday night would go to Thursday night football because it is Thursday night football played on a Thursday night. But why should things make sense in today's world? So so that's that that's the uh, that that's the confusion to start things off with. As we look at this NFL schedule and start start off with uh, Thursday night football and and uh, looking at Thursday night football set schedule, so Thursday night football schedule officially begins in week two, just to confuse everybody. And taking a look at that, uh, the the and so here's the thing: the first four games of Thursday night football schedule, not including Detroit at Kansas City because it's considered the Sunday night crew, so. Taking that out, the first four games are all NFC games. The first four are all NFC, if you take a look at that schedule. Vikings at Eagles, Giants at Niners, Lions at Packers, Bears at Commanders. So the first four weeks of Thursday night football schedule, all NFC. We don't see the AFC until week six, where the Broncos will take on the Chiefs in Kansas City. And then the first game that we're going to see of the mixing of the two conferences, AFC versus NFC, is going to be Week 7, Jaguars at the Saints. So that's the first AFC-NFC game that we're going to see here 
And then we have the battle of the uh, number, the trade for the number one overall pick. So the Chicago Bears had it. They traded it to the Carolina Panthers, who drafted their quarterback, Bryce Young, out of Alabama. The battle of the number one pick trade is going to happen in week 10 on November 9th when the Panthers visit the Bears in Chicago. And then the last one, and this is one that's kind of meh, the last Thursday night football game on the schedule is week 17 on December 28th, three days after Christmas, where the Jets will go on the road to visit the Browns. Yuck. So, I mean, we'll see where the Jets are. People have, you know, really high hopes for the Jets this year. Some people are drinking that Kool-Aid. My buddy Ross, who's on the show a lot here, fellow broadcaster and uh, fellow writer, he is drinking the Kool-Aid, believes they can win a championship in year one with Aaron Rodgers. I I think I'm interested to see what's going to happen, and my predictions will come as we get closer to the season. But I think that the AFC has more than enough quarterbacks to challenge Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I like Aaron Rodgers, the player. I don't like Aaron Rodgers, the weird energy. You know, I, I like Aaron Rodgers, the player. I don't like Aaron Rodgers, the weird energy. And and he brings some weird energy. So, you know, there's there's definitely a difference between saying this guy's a really talented player and saying that, you know, he's he I mean, he's he's a drama queen. And I don't and I, I like the talent. I'm all about the talent. I'm not all about the drama. You know, I'm all about the bass, no treble. Is that how the song goes? But to see that last game be Jets at Browns, so underwhelming. And Thursday night football, this is the thing that, that they like to, you know, they, they like to sneak on to Amazon Prime, which I think is such a, you know, and, and this is no offense to Amazon Prime at all. I like, you know, I have no issues with Amazon. I like Amazon, right? But Amazon Prime, putting the game on there, I mean, you're just, you're kind of pigeonholing yourself because some people are not going to watch it because they're not going to buy Amazon Prime, you know, and that's, and that's the reality of it all. That's the problem that you face. Now they think we got enough people on here that buy Amazon. I mean, for goodness sakes, there's, there's an Amazon truck going by, you know, my home pretty much daily. (laughs) So you know, it's like, it's a holiday. Amazon trucks are out. You know, it's, it's COVID. Amazon trucks are out. There's a giant snowstorm and Amazon trucks are out. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's not that people don't have Amazon, but at the same time, I'm just, I'm not a fan of putting a game on, you know, an app that you have to go out and buy on top of everything else, especially when it's the only game on television. And to, you know, continue with that story, as we look at the schedule for Thursday night football, you know, one of these games that's considered part of the Thursday Night Football crew is the Black Friday game, which is Miami at the Jets. And you know how I feel about that. That game's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Black Friday. So people are either going to be shopping, they're going to be, I'm probably going to be eating another turkey sandwich. I'll probably, you know, I'll do my show. I'll, I'm probably going to do some Black Friday shopping, going to have some turkey and, you know, I'm, now, now listen, and here's the thing, is you have to you have to think about, you know, who are we talking about? Because if you're talking about me, 
it's like, yeah, I'm going to try and watch all the games because it's what I do for a living, right? It's what I love. It's what I do for a living. It's, it's, it's part of my life. But if you're asking like the average fan, are they going to be watching this? You know, middle of the day, trip to fan. I talked about this with Brendan Murphy and DT and Murphy, so I won't like regurgitate just to kind of sum it all up. Trip to fan, right? People going to be sleepy, shopping, working. It's the middle of the day. It's the only game on television. It should be on at 8 o'clock. And, and the 3 p.m. is ridiculous. So I don't agree with it. But that's part of the Thursday night football schedule is a Black Friday game. As far as AFC and NFC, they equal each other out. They both are represented 14 times in Thursday night football. And this is how it breaks down by division. So by division, when we take a look at this schedule, again, let me bring the schedule back up for you, and then we'll talk about some games that I'm circling specifically. But by division, the NFC North is represented five times. Every single one of their teams is represented in Thursday night football. In the NFC East, they're represented four times in Thursday night football. Every single one of their teams is playing. In the NFC West, they're represented three times in the schedule for Thursday night football. And the only team not represented in the NFC West in Thursday night football this season are the Arizona Cardinals. The AFC South is represented twice. They're represented the least of any division in Thursday night football. And the Texans and the Colts are not represented. There's one Jaguars game and one Titans game. In the NFC South, they're represented four times in Thursday night football for 2023-24. And the Falcons are not a part of that. So despite being represented four times, one of their teams is out there a couple times. The Falcons are not represented on Thursday night football this season. And then as far as the AFC East, the AFC East is represented three times. The Dolphins are the only team not represented for Thursday night football. And the AFC North is represented five times, which is the most next to the NFC North. So the AFC and NFC North are both inside of the Thursday night football schedule more than any other division with five different slots for teams this season for them. So they have the represented five times in every single one of their teams. So the AFC North and the NFC North getting the majority of the love in Thursday night football for 2023-24 in the NFL. And like I said, the teams that are not inside of Thursday night football at all, the Texans, the Colts, the Falcons, the Dolphins, and the Arizona Cardinals. So, you know, just looking at five teams out of 32 that we will not see on Thursday night football. And that's how it breaks down. So as far as the games that I'm looking forward to, and I love doing this, by the way, like this is a lot of fun for me. I was listening to some NFL stuff yesterday, totally different conversation, but, you know, just breaking different things down. They were breaking down, you know, teams specifically and doing grading systems and whatnot. Sirius XM, I do enjoy listening to it. So, you know, you can check out NFL radio. I thought it was, I thought it was good stuff outside of 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time, of course. <laughs> so Monday through Friday here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You got to be here. But on Thursday night football, and I appreciate those that are, you know, the games I'm looking forward to, I mean, Vikings and Eagles is interesting, right? It's, it's intriguing. It's the first game that's the Thursday night football crew. It's not the first Thursday night game, as we talked about before. That's Detroit, Kansas City, which is opening up the season, but which I'm excited to see that as well, because I want to see if Detroit's really going to, you know, come with some fire this year and Kansas City, you know, I, many people anticipate me included that they're going back to the Super Bowl. So 
The Vikings at the Eagles. I like this game because, again, we were talking about it earlier this week. You know, Kirk Cousins still hanging on there as the starter, which which I appreciate the work that he has done. You know, Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and and you know, you bring in you bring in some help here. And with Jordan Addison, who I covered at Pitt, and then he went off to USC and, and then into the NFL. So drafted this year. The Vikings are that team, like you're thinking, can they get over the hump? They're going to have that opportunity to showcase themselves right off the bat on Thursday Night Football in Week 2 on September 14th against the Eagles. The Eagles, fantastic team. I think they're another team that can get back to the Super Bowl, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, other games that I circle here, Lions at Packers. You know, the Packers are, are going to have, an, and, and you'll see it as we talk about, you know, Thursday night now and then Sunday night, Monday night, and all that good stuff. The Packers have a lot of representation. You know, this this schedule, uh, you know, I, I was joking uh, Isaac and I were talking off the air. Isaac Elford, who does Tortora and Elford with me, and and uh, you know, happy to work together, and and more than anything else, to have our friendship that I appreciate so very much. You know, Isaac and I were were discussing things, and he said they must they, they must think that Aaron Rodgers is still there with the amount of games that Green Bay is getting on prime time. But they're going to have that prime time game a week four on Thursday Night Football, uh, September twenty eighth. I'm excited to see it. Because we're going to see a lot of Jordan Love. I mean, that's that's the beauty of this. Because the Packers have so many primetime games, you're going to get to know Jordan Love and really get a feel for him in this new era. I mean, you got to think about this. Green Bay fans have been spoiled. Brett Favre brought you to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers brought you to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl. These are MVP caliber guys. Now you're going into Jordan Love. Now you're going to see what the team is going to look like. With him, how does he command? How does he lead? You had really polarizing characters in Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they literally took hold of the franchise, and and you know, for better or worse, they kind of had the reins. And now, you know, we'll see what Jordan Love is going to do and and what his era is going to look like. The Bears at the Commanders. Now, the Commanders was I, this is Isaac's team. I was talking with him about it yesterday. I said, you know, it, it's. It's hard to get excited for the Commanders because they're kind of that middle-of-the-road team. But now with Sam Howell, who I said, don't be surprised if he starts toward the end of the season, and he started toward the end of the season last season, drafted uh, out of the Carolina Tar Heels. I covered him in college. I was under – to me, I, I wasn't – the hype didn't match his play, especially during the COVID season when Syracuse played them on the road. But I'm excited to see what Sam Howell can do. I thought he would eventually become the starter as a rookie at some point last season. He did. So to see him, Justin Fields, on the other side for the Bears, God willing, and hopefully, you know, this this to me will be an interesting game to see. I, I don't think it's a marquee game for Thursday Night Football. To some people, it might be a yawner. But I'm hoping that this will be more than like a 13-7 game. But it could be. And I'm really excited about the Jaguars game, Week 7 two days before my birthday, you know, they gave me an early birthday gift last year that I have an early birthday gift this year, October 19th, they'll be playing. Uh, Jaguars will be on the road in new Orleans to play the saints. I love the city of new Orleans. I did hurricane Katrina relief there. And so there's a lot for this to me, you know, my favorite team going to one of my favorite cities and the Jaguars getting a Thursday night football game again. And I love that. And it's the first game that's going to feature the AFC versus the NFC. It's the first it's the first conference overlap game here where the conferences are facing each other, and it doesn't happen until week seven. So the first time that the AFC will face the NFC this season in Thursday night football is going to be Jaguars at Saints. So I'm super pumped for that one. 
that's a road game that I'm kind of like, hmm, should I go? Because that game is on Thursday. My birthday's on Saturday. So, you know, one of those thoughts. Bucks at Bills, I'm intrigued by this game because I'm intrigued by who's going to be, you know, the guy uh, under center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so this this game brings some interest to me for sure as far as that goes because, I mean, I like Kyle Trask. I do. I've said it before. I thought it was great that they drafted him out of Florida and that he could learn under Tom Brady. And now John Walford, who I also covered in college, he was at Wake Forest, and he filled in pretty nicely at times for the Rams. He's there on the box. Baker Mayfield is there. So whoever it is, it's a it's a it's a new face under center as the starter. Kyle Trask is the one that 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 they know the best. And so that's interesting with him being such a young player and in his rookie contract, he's the known face in Tampa because John Walford came in and Baker Mayfield came in as well. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen with this, but I'd love to see Kyle Trask get this. I think at some point he's going to be the starter on this team this season. I do. And I think some people might be pleasantly surprised by his play. So that's a game that I like, you know, and of course it's the Bills. So that's that's something to look at as well. And then, you know, on from there, I mentioned the week 10 game, the battle of the the number one pick, right? The Bears have to go up against arguably at that point in the season, November 9th, week 10, they're going to have to go up against the Panthers, Bryce Young, who, you know, they traded their pick with Carolina. So you got to go up against the guy that you traded your pick that they ended up selecting. So that'll be something fun to see. Bang, Bengals at Ravens, always, you know, a great time. Week 11, that's November 16th that we'll see that. And then the Black Friday game, I think, is a great game. Just played at an awful time at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And and outside of that, you know, we'll see where the Cowboys are at week 13, November 30th. I think that could be a good game. It could be a marquee game. Seahawks have been playing well under Geno Smith. He proved me wrong. I love that. So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see where the Cowboys are. I told you that within a couple of years, Tony Pollard was going to take over. And a couple of years later, Tony Pollard has taken over and Zeke Elliott is is not the guy anymore. So uh, that that prediction came to fruition. So it'll be nice to see the backfield of the Cowboys with that. But I mean, and then, you know, the, the last game, I'm just I'm I'm not moved at all by Jets and Browns. There's a couple stinkers on here. You know, Patriots get a lot of prime time for Bill Belichick. You know, I, I, for what other reason? I don't know. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, also the Boston market. Okay, you know, you wanna you wanna bring those people in, so you know, you do it for the money. But I think you should do it for you know the talent of the teams. But a lot of things in this world are done for money, and money is the root of all evil. So, you know, I, I'm more about the matchups, like Jets at Browns. That to me is that that it, right as of right now, that's a throwaway game. You know, Giants at Niners. We'll see how that goes. That could be a great game. That could be a throwaway game. You know, Broncos at Chiefs. Are the Broncos really going to test the Chiefs in week six for Thursday night football? That could be a throwaway game. But there are a bunch of good games in here, and we've we've discussed them. So that's a look at, at, at Thursday night football in my NFL schedule breakdown. So, you know, a bunch of things here, a bunch of notes that I made. Once again, the most represented divisions in Thursday night football are both of the North divisions, ironically. The AFC North and the NFC North will be represented five times apiece. Every team represented from their conference or from their division, every team represented in the NFC East, every every team in the AFC West, and out and then the NFC West. The cards are not represented. 
the in the AFC South, the Texans and the Colts are not represented. The NFC South, no Falcons. The AFC East, no Dolphins. So there's there's only three conferences, or pardon me, there's only three or uh, four divisions: the NFC North, the NFC East, the AFC West, and the AFC North. So there's only four divisions that have every one of their four teams represented in Thursday night football. So half of the divisions, the other four do not. And the AFC and NFC North have the most representation. So something cool to see and something something exciting to see here. And and so, you know, I'm excited to see what things are going to come from this. And and like I said, some some good games here in Thursday night football that I'm looking forward to. We're going to take a step aside for a fast break. And we'll come back with Sunday and Monday night's breakdown of this upcoming NFL season right after this. Hi, this is Amy from Mother's Cupboard, home of the whole frittata. We are open daily, 6 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. For takeout orders, call 315-432-0942. And tune in to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora for our monthly food challenge and try our Wake Up Call signature menu item, available seven days a week. Here at Mother's Cupboard, we are Central New York, and it's our honor to serve you. Ma and Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory remind us that every day is worth celebrating. Find them at 201 Old 7th North Street in Liverpool, New York. Open Monday through Saturday in-store and all the time online at maandpazpopcorn.com. Serving our Central New York community and beyond, you can order all throughout the country at maandpazpopcorn.com. And remember to get your tins, which have in-store half-price refills forever. Ma and Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory available to you for fundraising and all of your events by calling 315-450-6272. That's 315-450-6272. Ma and Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. How corny are you? This is a special message from Merritt Brady, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Watertown on 1290 Arsenal Street in Watertown, New York. Chick-fil-A for me has always been about the people. I think it starts with the strength and leadership of the Kathy family. It's just amazing to see a family-run business reach the altitude that they have. Second mile service is something that we embodied at my previous business and the ability to make people feel like they're the only person at your establishment, that you are there to serve them that day and, and looking for those extra ways to make them happy, to anticipate what they need next is what makes me tick. And I'm gonna have so many opportunities at Chick-fil-A to do that. It's one of my favorite things to eat in the world. My favorite application question or interview question when I'm interviewing is when I get to, have you ever eaten at Chick-fil-A? And a smile hits both their ears, you know, they can't even answer the question for a second. And and when I see that, it's like, man, that's going to be a great hire. They already get it. They already feel it. They already know that we're different. The Chick-fil-A experience, it's a real thing. And then, of course, just our, our generosity and community involvement and making a positive impact in the lives of our team members, our guests, and the community in general, I think is is really the, the secret sauce.
Avicoli's, located on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York, has been your trusted neighbor for decades. Located just steps from Liverpool High School, we're happy to have the Liverpool Warriors on-site, on-location broadcast at Avicoli's through Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every single month, featuring student-athletes, coaches, and administration throughout the year from Liverpool High School. Head out to Avicoli's today on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York, open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and drinks. We'd love to see you out there. And of course, you can call them at 315-622-5100 for takeout, delivery, and catering. That's 315-622-5100. And also find them on myavicolis.com. That's myavicolis.com. Having peace of mind when you're out of town that your furry-loving friend is safe and sound means taking them to Canine Campground because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. <laughs> now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pickup times are Monday through Sunday. Check Canine campground.com for more information that's the letter k the number nine and campground spelled with a k dot com k9 campground.com when you're going out of town bring your dog to k9 campground PB&J's Lunchbox, the food truck that you love finding all throughout Central and Upstate New York, now has a street-side cafe. So when you're craving their traditional favorites as well as their out-of-box amazing menu items, you can now head to 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York, located just minutes from the highway, the thruway, Destiny USA, and Onondaga Lake Parkway. PB&J's Lunchbox Street-Side Cafe is there for you Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., serving breakfast, lunch, and and dinner all throughout the day. Get breakfast for dinner, dinner for lunch, whatever you fancy, including their award-winning grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Find them at 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York. PB&J's Lunchbox, where we love to know what's in your lunchbox. This is a special message from 317 at Montgomery restaurant owner Joel Carpenter. Open Tuesday through Saturday for your dining pleasure on 317 Montgomery Street in Syracuse, New York. We wanted to be a part of the resurgence of Syracuse. We saw uh, a lot of money being put into bringing people back downtown and thought that, you know, we'd like to be a part of that. I love putting together a good dish where people see it first, they fall in love with it, and then it tastes just as good as it looks. We want to provide the best food in 
Syracuse that we possibly can. And we want you to leave here talking to your family, your friends about what you had to eat first and foremost, but also our service and to walk out feeling like you're part of our family. I work out in the front of the house a lot and I love walking to every single table, asking them how everything is and people looking at me and smiling and saying, this is the most amazing short rib I've ever had. This is the most amazing filet I've ever had. And Donna is great. Sarah's amazing. Thank you for coming over and talking to us. And then them just being truly happy for the experience that they've gotten. 317 at Montgomery Restaurant, part of the fabric of downtown Syracuse, located on 317 Montgomery Street in Syracuse, New York. Open Tuesday through Saturday for a unique and memorable dining experience. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, hanging out with you where sports truly meets that thing called life. Break it down, the NFL schedule, and happy to do that with you. We just did Thursday night football, taking a look at what you know what divisions were represented more than others, as well as those marquee games and special notes on what's coming up this season. We're going to do the same thing with Sunday night and Monday night football, and then we'll make some notes here. As we go through, because every single one of the 32 NFL teams, as promised, will be mentioned in today's broadcast. They may have already been uh, mentioned in today's broadcast. So a lot of great stuff coming up here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and we appreciate you being here. So we're going to flip to the Sunday night football schedule. And that Sunday night football schedule, as you see, uh, picked up here. So a lot of great stuff coming up, and, and, and and they do have... The Detroit-Kansas City is the Sunday night football team, but the game's happening on Thursday. So, as I said, with Thursday night football, to back away from the confusion of it all, I'm not putting it on here because it's the, it is the Sunday night crew, but it's still a Thursday night game. So I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to confuse anybody in how this, how this thing looks like. But we look at some of these games. Now, some notes here. Uh, the first is Dallas. The first, uh, the NFC starts things off here. Dallas at the Giants, a divisional game of the NFC East in Week One on September 10th. So the Giants get to play the night of September 10th, and the Jets get to play September 11th. So interesting there. They both get that opportunity to play their games around the Memorial time of September 11th. Because the the Monday night Monday night football is at MetLife, Sunday night football is at MetLife. So the Giants get the home game on Sunday night, and the Jets get the home game on Monday night. And Buffalo is there, so all these teams connected to New York. Even though the Jets and the Giants play in East Rutherford, New Jersey, where their stadium is, the fact that all three teams of New York connection are playing around the Memorial time of September 11th, I think is really special. So kudos to the NFL for doing that. And so our first game is is NFC with Dallas and the Giants for Sunday Night Football. Our second game is all AFC Miami at New England, which is week two on September 17th, which is the birthday of my first two dogs, Mordu and Cinnamon. Happy birthday and God bless to them in heaven. And then the uh, first non-divisional game, is week three, Pitt at Vegas. So still in the AFC, but a non-divisional game. 
Pitt of the AFC North, Vegas of the AFC West, which is on September 24th. The AFC is 6-2 to two in representation to start off Sunday Night Football. So six teams to two teams, AFC over the NFC. So the AFC starts off with the majority of representation of those first few games, six teams to two teams versus the uh, the NFC there. So the AFC comes out with more representation on Sunday Night Football. The first NFC versus AFC game is going to be the Giants at Buffalo, which is week six on October 15th, right before my birthday. You see that on your screen here. So in week six, Giants at Buffalo will be the first, and we talk about all these teams playing around the memorial time of September 11th, while the Giants will play at Buffalo for Sunday Night Football as the first NFC-AFC matchup of Sunday Night Football this season happening on October 15th in Week 6. You know, other, I mean, so we look at this here, uh, notable games. I love the Kansas City game, uh, Kansas City Jets. I'm excited about that. If the Jets really are that good, right, we get to see Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes go up against each other in MetLife. So I think that that could be a really good game on Sunday Night Football. That'll be played in week four on October 1st. So excited about that. Excited to see see that game. And that and here's a cool thing, too. That's Ross's birthday. So Ross Turetsky, who I mentioned earlier before, Ross is a huge Jets fan. On his birthday, the Jets are playing Kansas City at the Jets, at MetLife, and he goes to games all the time. So I'm sure he'll be at that game for his birthday. Really excited about that. Uh, Dallas and San Fran, I like this game, too. Because which is in week five, I like this Sunday night football matchup because San Fran has gotten Dallas's number a lot, and they used to be rivals more heavily. I remember in the '90s, guys like Charles Haley that played on both teams. So I like that. There's, I mean, I can't really call it a rivalry right now because San Fran's been winning it, and Dallas has been losing, and it doesn't matter what their seeds are in the playoffs. San Fran's, you know, bumped them out here a couple times. So I want to see if Dallas can get their number. They got to go on the West Coast to do it. But we'll see in, in, in that game. So, But I am excited to see that. And the game after my birthday, Dolphins at Eagles. We'll see where the Dolphins are. Eagles, you know, exciting to watch this year, I believe. And, you know, the uh, so the Sunday night football thing. And then, you know, Sunday night football's crew gets the Thanksgiving game. So they actually get to, they get to cover the uh, rotator game, which is the Niners at the Seahawks. It's still played on. Thursday night, but it's going to be by the Sunday night football crew. So it'll be on NBC, but San Fran at Seattle do like that one. Uh, an intriguing game, Baltimore at the Chargers for Sunday night football in week 12 on November 26th. So that's uh, the weekend following Thanksgiving. This could be a really good game as well. I mean, you got Justin Herbert for the Chargers. You got Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. So that'll be a nice one to see. And I mean, Philly, Dallas. Can always be a good one. Week 14, December 10th. So that's one that I have circled here. I obviously have week 15 circled. Week 15, Sunday Night Football, Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville, it's been forever and a day since they've been put on primetime this season. And I, I'm kind of giving a little spoiler alert for those of you that haven't checked out the, you know, really broken down the schedule, but we're breaking it down here on the show today. The fact that we're going to see the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and Monday night football. There are seasons where they are on none. And this season, they're on all, which is 
very exciting for yours truly, a Jaguars fan. So Baltimore, ja- I mean, and it, and it's given me something, right? I got a Thursday night football game that's on the road, Jacksonville at Saints, but the Sunday night and the Monday night are at home. And so I have the opportunity to go to Jacksonville, Sunday night football, Monday night football. They rotated them in into a Saturday night game that was supposed to be a Saturday day game last year. So I did get a nighttime game, but to get the Sunday night football crew and the Monday night football crew in Jacksonville at TIAA Bankfield, I'm ecstatic. So December 17th, two days after G-Mama's birthday in heaven. God bless her. Love you, G, and I miss you. Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars, two days after G-Mama's birthday in heaven, week 15. That game will be played in Jacksonville on December 17th, and I intend to be there by the grace of God. So, and then, you know, we're looking at, then there's a Peacock exclusive game. So NBC is going to put that game there. So you're not going to be able to watch it unless you have a Peacock subscription from what I'm understanding here. That's Buffalo at the, at the Chargers on December 23rd, two days before Christmas. And then on New Year's Eve, we have Green Bay, Minnesota, always a good game inside of the NFC North, but we'll see this year. You got Kirk Cousins versus Jordan Love, a little bit different here. And, you know, how are the receivers and the running backs, how are they going to perform with Jordan Love under center now? What are the defenses going to do? Is there going to be defense? Minnesota, we know they can score. So, you know, is Green Bay going to be able to keep keep up in the game? Will be a question mark here, but that's going to be the New Year's Eve game on my dad's birthday, Sunday night football, Green Bay, Minnesota. So that's one that I'm circling and, and excited about. And we're going to talk more about how this breaks down by division right after this fast break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. You know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or iced milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. We kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacted the lives of others is really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. We bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, We try to treat people with intentional kindness here which is very different and deeper than the good customer service. And so I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life. That's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. 
The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora here inside of a fantastic week, mid-May. Happy to be here with you. Break it down the NFL schedule, taking a look at all these prime time games and love getting your thoughts on it. So a lot of great stuff coming up here. And always appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. So we're going back to Sunday Night Football here, uh, breaking it down by division. And so this is a little bit different, you know, than the Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football, you know, we saw a bunch of divisions have, you know, four or more team, four or more times they're represented, be it, you know, a team more than once or whatever that may be. Now, in Sunday Night Football, this one's different. So the AFC North is represented five times in Sunday Night Football this season for 2023-24, but the Browns are not represented. The AFC South is represented one time. Only the Jaguars have a Monday Night Football game, that Baltimore at Jacksonville game I talked about week 15 on December 17th. The Texans, Titans, and Colts are not represented. So not only do we almost never see the Jaguars on Sunday Night Football, they're the only representation for the entire AFC South, which makes it even more cool and even more awesome. The AFC East is represented seven times on Monday Night Football, or Sunday Night Football, pardon me, seven times represented. Every single team is represented. We got Miami, New England going up against each other in week two. Then in week four, the Jets will take on the Chiefs. So that's another representation for the AFC East. Then you have Dolphins against the Eagles. So on the road, the Dolphins give you the fourth time that the division is going to be represented. Then in week nine, Buffalo goes to Kansas City. So that's the fifth. Following that in week 10, you have the Jets. So that's going on the road at the Raiders. And then after that, you're going to see the Buffalo Bills take on the Chargers on the road. And so that gives you the seventh. So seven times the AFC East is represented here. Every single one of their teams represented. And then the AFC West, so AFC AFC East represented seven times. The AFC West also represented seven times. And so this is uh, this is definitely the AFC West. Uh, they have everybody here. So you take a look at the AFC West, and you, you got the Raiders at home against the Steelers in week three. And then you have the Kansas City Chiefs, like I said, uh, against the Jets on the road in week four. And then <clears throat> from there, so that's your first two. Then you have in week eight, the Chargers will host the Bears. And then from there, you have the Raiders hosting 
the Jets in week 10, the Broncos hosting the Vikings in week 11. So that's five that you have. Then the Chargers will host the Ravens on Sunday Night Football in week 12, Kansas City at Green Bay in week 13. So that's your seven here. And and actually, no, there's eight because you have the Buffalo Bills Chargers. So they have they have eight. Pardon me on that one. So eight times the AFC West is going to be represented in Sunday Night Football this year. So eight to lead all divisions, eight times being represented. And they have the Chargers in it, of course, the Chiefs. They have the Raiders. And, you know, and, and the thing about the, the the Denver Broncos is, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, they're represented. So you got every one of the AFC West teams represented here, and eight times they will be in Sunday night football. The NFC North is represented five times, but there's no Detroit Lions game on Sunday night football as of now. Uh, outside of that opener that's on Thursday night that's considered a Sunday night football crew game. Uh, NFC East has seven representation pieces here in Sunday night football for 2023-24. No, no commanders, but seven times represented. The NFC West is only represented three times. There's no Rams or Cardinals. So the NFC West are represented three times with the Niners taking two of those games and then San and Seattle taking one. And then if you add in the Thanksgiving game, which is again played on Thursday, but it's going to be with the Sunday night football crew. If you were to count that game, that's another two, but I'm counting it by day and Sunday night football played on Sunday night. There's three for the NFC West and half of their division not represented with the Rams and the Cardinals not getting a Sunday night football game at all this season. So San Fran is in week five hosting Dallas. So they have that first one there. And then from there, we will see uh, San Fran. And then actually, so I counted it on that Thanksgiving game. So outside of that, I think they only have one here as I go through and take a, a double, you know, another fine tooth comb here moment. So yeah, if you if you don't count the the Thanksgiving game, they only have one representing you know they only have one team representing in Sunday night football that's played on Sunday night and that's the that's the San Francisco 49ers in week four when they host the Cowboys or pardon me week five when they host the Cowboys so there's only technically one time that they're in here no Rams no Cardinals or Seahawks but the Thanksgiving rotation game is the one that I had originally counted here, 49ers at Seahawks. So that's by the NBC crew, but a game played on Sunday night, the NFC West only has one, which is in week five, Dallas at San Fran. So think about this. So you look at Thursday night football and Sunday night football different here in the breakdown by division as far as the the divide in some of these. The NFC West getting one representative on Sunday night football the NFC East getting seven, the NFC South getting none. No team in the NFC South is playing Sunday night football. None of them. There's no Carolina game. There's no Tampa Bay game. There's no Saints game. For New Orleans, there's no Atlanta game. So that's something to look to that the NFC South is not represented at all. In Thursday night football, every division is represented. Sunday night football, unless they rotate a game in, the NFC South is not 
represented one time in the NFL schedule for Sunday Night Football in 2023-24. NFC North is five. AFC West is eight. AFC East is seven. So there's a heavy side of the AFC there and, and in the East and West divisions. The AFC South, only one team represented in Sunday Night Football, Jacksonville at home against Baltimore, and the AFC North represented five times. So the AFC AFC West, Denver gets it, Kansas City gets a couple, the Chargers get a couple, the Raiders are in there. So, you know, the AFC West getting a lot of love. Eight different times they're represented in Sunday Night Football. And when you go back to the Thursday Night Football, represented four times, and every one of their teams represented, and only behind the AFC North and the NFC North, who have five. So, and then the AFC West leads. So they come in second in representation in Thursday night football this season and first in Sunday night football with eight times they're being represented. Eight times. That's crazy. Going through that, again, I mean, you look at the Raiders, the Ra- and it's and it's back-to-back, you know, week three, week four. So you got Raiders, you got the, you know, Raiders at home, Chiefs on the road, then you know, you go down the schedule and you got the Chargers at home. Then you have the Raiders at home. Then you have the Broncos at home. And so that's that's three that that's uh, three out of four weeks there. Week 8, 10, and 11, not only are we seeing the AFC West in Sunday Night Football, but they're all home in those games. Chargers at home, Raiders at home, Broncos at home. So you got those. Then you got the Chargers at home again. Then you got the Chiefs on the road and then later on, you got the Chargers at home in the Peacock exclusive on December twenty third, at uh, in uh, week sixteen. So I mean, that's that's crazy. Eight times we're going to see the AFC West in Sunday Night Football this season. So you know, AFC West getting a lot of love, AFC East getting a lot of love, and in Thursday Night Football, the North divisions to go back to that for a second leading. So Sunday Night Football, little bit different here. No NFC South teams, only one AFC South. So the South division of eight teams combined, those two South divisions in the NFL, the AFC South and the NFC South, of those two divisions, eight teams in total, one of them is representing the South in the NFL this season, and it's Jacksonville. Who would have thunk it? I don't think anybody would have put money on the Jacksonville Jaguars representing every team of both divisions combined in the AFC and NFC South being the only team in Sunday night football for this upcoming season. I don't think anybody would have projected that. So that's, that's definitely interesting. Taking a look at Monday night football. Now the Monday night football schedule, which will officially start on September 11th uh, representation by the AFC and the NFC is the same. They both have uh, 20 times that they're represented here. Uh, Divisionally, we'll get into that in a second. Now the AFC starts this one with the Bills at the Jets, and we talked about that, you know, re- remembering uh, September 11th, we said as a country we would never forget. I feel like we have. This is a time for us to remember. So September 11th, week one, Buffalo at the Jets. Excited that we're going to be able to watch this game. This isn't a game that's exclusive to an app. So, I mean, and it's no offense to the apps. I understand. Make your money, do your thing. I have apps for the show. Mine are free, though. And you know, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous with all the subscription stuff, but I'm happy that we'll be able to go to ESPN, watch Buffalo at the New York Jets on September 11th in week one. The first three Monday night football games are divisional games. Bills at the Jets, which is the AFC East, Saints at the Panthers, NFC South, which wasn't represented at all in Sunday night football, as I mentioned, 
And in week three, or pardon me, week uh, week two has a doubleheader, Browns at Steelers. So the first three Monday night football games are divisional games. The first week, Bills at Jets, AFC East. The second week, a doubleheader, Saints at Panthers, NFC South, and Browns at Steelers, AFC North. In week three, we see the Eagles at the Buccaneers. This is the first non-divisional game, and it's still featuring two teams from the NFC, the NFC East Eagles and the NFC South Buccaneers. So that's the first non-divisional game, but it stays in the NFC. And the doubleheader continues here. So Monday Night Football has, and this is the weird thing about the doubleheader, they used to start one game like two, three hours after the night. They would start one at like 8 o'clock, one at 10 o'clock. These games are starting at almost the same time. So they're going to be played simultaneously. And I think it's like 7.15 and 8.15 is what we're looking at for the starts of these games. So Monday night football in week two, to take a look at that, New Orleans at Carolina starts at 7.15 p.m. on ESPN. Cleveland at Pittsburgh starts at 8.15 p.m. on ABC Eastern time. So obviously Disney owns ESPN and ABC. So Disney's making all of the money, whichever football game you're watching. And if you flip between the two, they're making both. And hope they're, I think they're hoping a lot of people will flip back and forth so their numbers will count. <laughs> so that household will count twice, essentially, watching two different games. So, you know, Disney is, is not stupid. And not only do they have a Monday night doubleheader, but they're playing those games on both of their channels. So that's, that's something to see here. And if you look at week three for Monday night football, that's also a doubleheader. And it's the same thing, 7.15 and 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. But they flip-flop. The uh, ABC gets the earlier game this time, 7.15 p.m. Eastern time, Philadelphia at Tampa, which is the first non-divisional game of Monday Night Football for 2023-24. And that's the NFC East, as I said, Philadelphia, the NFC South Tampa. The first NFC-AFC game is also going to be that night. So the first time we see the two conferences go against each other, the NFC and AFC will face off in the Los Angeles Rams at Cincinnati Bengals game, which will be part of the doubleheader on week three for Monday Night Football on ESPN at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. Rams at Bengals will be our first NFC-AFC matchup. And then to look at the schedule here a little bit later on, we will see in the season the rematch of the title game, which will be in week 11. On Monday, November 20th, the Eagles at the Chiefs will be a rematch of the NFL's title game that the Chiefs won over the Eagles to end this past season. So we'll see that rematch on Monday Night Football as it should be in a, a primetime. So a Super Bowl game there. And I say it should be because it's primetime and it's the last game of that week. So week 11, Monday, November 20th, Eagles at Chiefs. You should circle that one for sure. And the last game is... Detroit at Dallas on December 30th, or pardon me, it says uh, on Monday, January 1st. So that's my mistake on there. Week 17, uh, the final game there we're going to see on January 1st. So there is a Monday night football game, the final, so week 17, there's 18 weeks, but we don't have Monday night football in, in that, uh, we don't have Monday Night Football in Week 18, the final week of the season. We don't have it. So this is going to be January 1st of 2024. So believe it or not, I can't believe I'm saying 2024. But Week 17, the final Monday Night Football game will be played on New Year's Day 
and that's uh, Lions at Cowboys. And then the week before that, Christmas Day, we'll get Ravens at 49ers. So holiday games back-to-back because of when Christmas falls this year. So on Christmas Day, Monday Night Football will be on, Ravens at Niners. And on New Year's Day, Monday Night Football, Lions at Cowboys. So there you go for that. Jacksonville, as I mentioned before, they get a Monday night game this season. Cincinnati at Jacksonville on December 4th. So very excited about that. So on December 4th, they get the Monday night game. The whole world will be watching on ESPN. Week 13, my grandfather's lucky number. So here's the funny thing about how things work out and how cool uh, my life is and how my grandfather's and, and family in general show themselves from from heaven and beyond. Yesterday was the NBA draft lottery. Toronto Raptors, Jacksonville Jaguars, both of my both favorite teams of mine, both came into their leagues in 1995, both connected to the number 13 for my grandfather. Jaguars got 13th overall pick in the lottery for this upcoming draft in 2023, and the Jaguars got Monday Night Football in the 13th week. So hopefully, I mean, when it comes to my grandpa and the number 13, it's always good energy. So Toronto, 13th overall pick. Shout out to my pop Cavino and the Jaguars Monday night football for the first time in forever. And week 13 is when they're going to be playing Monday, December 4th. And it's going to be Joe Burrow, huge game, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, the, the <laughs> two of the, two of the upcoming uh, giant quarterback contracts, I would say, don't be surprised, as I said, not guaranteed money, but if the contract for Joe Burrow reads $290 million in total, and uh, and then if Trevor Lawrence's is, is close to three hundred or somewhere around that. But I see Joe Burrow in the two ninety, so we shall see. But we could see Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Monday Night Football, and God willing, I will be there for that game as well, covering the Jaguars on site, on location for the majority of the last this is we this is year 13 because I started covering them on site in 2010 and it's 2023. So yeah, 13 year and okay, there's a 13 again. 13 three times. So Raptors 13th overall pick in the lottery, week 13 Monday night football, 13th season of me covering the Jaguars on site on location for the majority of that. So just saying. I see you, Pop, and I appreciate you and I love you. So Jaguars Monday night, I'm ecstatic about that. Obviously, that's a that's a big thing for me to circle here. You know, before I get into breaking it down by division, while I have the board up here for the schedule Monday night football, while we're talking about it on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life in the schedule breakdown for 2023-24. The games I have circled, obviously September 11th, Bills at Jets. Uh, that's that's one that I definitely uh, have on here. Uh, Rams at Bengals. I, I'm, I'm intrigued because I want to see what the Rams look like this year. So I, I can say that I'm intrigued by that game somewhat. And that game is going to be week three in the doubleheader. That's the, that's the first NFC AFC game, as I mentioned before on Monday, September 25th. Uh, other games I'm looking at here, not really excited about the Packers at Raiders game on October 9th for Monday night football. 49ers at Vikings, that's not one that jumps out to me. That's right after my birthday, and that'll be on October 23rd. Raiders at Lions, another one. Raiders are all over Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night football. I mean, it's 
it's crazy the amount of times they're being represented and they have an away game and a home game on Monday night football this season. Chargers at Jets, that's somewhat intriguing. You know, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Monday, November 6th. That's one I'm looking at. Obviously, the rematch of the title game, Eagles at Chiefs on the on November 20th and week 11. The Jaguars game, as I mentioned, and God willing, I will be there uh, for that game. And outside of that, I mean, there, there's not a ton here. I think there's better games on Sunday night football. And yeah, I mean, I, th- I think to me, there's there's better games on on Sunday night football here. The the Monday nighters, uh, some of these you don't really stay up for, right? Packers at Giants, Titans at Dolphins. Eh, you know, they're okay. Not not they're all right, but it's not it's not a fantastic schedule. But there is a lot of things to be excited about. I'm excited about the Jacksonville. If that was the only Monday night game, I'd be I'm good with it. So divisionally, this is how it breaks down <clears throat> for Monday night football. This season in the NFL schedule, the NFC North is represented seven times. The NFC South is represented three times. The NFC East is represented six times. The NFC West is represented four times. The AFC North represented five times. The AFC South twice, Jaguars and Titans, just like Thursday Night Football. And in the AFC East, they're represented six times. The AFC West is represented seven times. So the AFC West getting a ton of love on Sunday night football being represented eight times on Monday night football being represented seven times on Thursday night football being represented four times. And in every single case, you know, you look at the, you look at what they have. And I mean, I mean, you think about it, the the entire, I mean, you expect the chiefs, but the Raiders, like I said, getting a ton of love, the chargers getting love. And you know, even the Broncos are are getting love in this, and the Broncos are on all of them. So every team is represented. So not only is the AFC getting the most representation, and you think, okay, well, you know, what are the Chiefs playing two or three times? The Broncos, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders are all on Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football. They're playing on all of them this year, every single one of them. So it, it's not it's not just the Chiefs or the Chargers leading the way. We're going to see the Raiders. And we're going to see the Broncos. We're going to see the Broncos on Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night football, folks. So, you know, get to know it and get to understand it. And, you know, the the teams that we're not going to see, again, you know, to kind of follow the follow the leader here in uh, in 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 what we've talked about before here, there's, there's certain teams we're not going to see on Monday night football. So we're not going to see the Falcons. We're not going to see the Texans, as I mentioned. We're not going to see the Colts as of right now. Right. So this is all as of right now. We're not going to see the Falcons, the Texans, the Colts. We're not going to see the Cardinals on any of these. We will see the Rams. So the Rams are you know, back in the, the thick of things here. On Monday night, we will see the Seahawks. So we're going to see, we're going to see the 49ers and all that. So there's, there's some teams that will be represented, but no Falcons, no Texans, no Colts, no Cardinals. And the Cleveland Browns will also not be a part of me. They are on Monday night. They're in week two, what I had mentioned before. So there's only, there's only a few teams that are not going to be mentioned here. You can put them on one hand, no Falcons on Monday night, no Texans, no Colts, no Cardinals on Monday night football. So a Monday night football, 
having having a few more that are going to be represented here, which is, you know, it's obviously it's good to see. And it'll be interesting here. I mean, the Texans, the Colts, the Cardinals, and the Falcons across the board not getting a lot of love. The Dolphins are not on Thursday night, but they, they are on, you know, Monday night football and they're also on Sunday night football. So the Lions not on Sunday night. The Sunday night crew will do the opener game on Thursday, but they're not having a traditional Sunday night game. So no Lions. That's a little surprising. No Commanders uh, for Sunday night football, as I mentioned before. Uh, in, in the NFC West for Sunday night football on Sunday night, no Rams, no Cardinals, no Seahawks, only the Niners there. So there are a bunch of teams not getting love, but but truly across the board for Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football, the teams that are getting no love amongst all of these uh, have been the Texans, the Colts, the Cardinals, and the Falcons that have not received uh, much love here. Now, as far as, and then the other team to mention here that we're not going to see on Monday night football is the commanders. So I do want to make sure I didn't miss that. So the commanders do have uh, a little bit of love. They are on Thursday night football. So we will see them on Thursday night football and we, but we will not see them on Sunday night and we will not see them on Monday night. So they do get a Thursday game but the commanders will not get a Sunday night game and they will not get a Monday night game here this season. So the commanders not getting that love. So yeah, Falcons, Texans, Colts, Cardinals, commanders kind of in the purgatory right now of the NFL as the schedule currently stands here. So that is a breakdown of the NFL schedule of, you know, the entire NFL this season. And I believe I mentioned every single team. I I said I wasn't going to leave anybody out. I have not. So 32 teams mentioned in our NFL schedule breakdown. We talked about some holiday games on Thanksgiving, on Christmas, on New Year's, on New Year's Eve. And we also discussed, you know, we we discussed Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, the holiday games and, and every team and the teams that are not getting any love across the board. So that is a full breakdown of the NFL schedule. Did everything as we promised, because that's what I'm about here about keeping my promises on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And so we're going to take our final fast break, and we'll be back to wrap up the show right after this. Hi, this is Amy from Mother's Cupboard, home of the whole frittata. We are open daily, 6 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. For takeout orders, call 315-432-0942. And tune in to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora for our monthly food challenge, and try our Wake Up Call signature menu item, available seven days a week. Here at Mother's Cupboard, we are Central New York, and it's our honor to serve you. Ma and Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory remind us that every day is worth celebrating. Find them at 201 Old 7th North Street in Liverpool, New York. Open Monday through Saturday in-store and all the time online at maandpazpopcorn.com. Serving our Central New York community and beyond, you can order all throughout the country at maandpazpopcorn.com. And remember to get your tins, which have in-store half-price refills forever. Ma and Pa's Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory 
Ministry available to you for fundraising and all of your events by calling 315-450-6272. That's 315-450-6272. Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. How corny are you? This is a special message from Merritt Brady, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Watertown on 1290 Arsenal Street in Watertown, New York. Chick-fil-A for me has always been about the people. I think it starts with the strength and leadership of the Kathy family. It's just amazing to see a family-run business reach the altitude that they have. Second mile service is something that we embodied at my previous business and the ability to make people feel like they're the only person at your establishment, that you are there to serve them that day and and looking for those extra ways to make them happy, to anticipate what they need next is what makes me tick. And I'm going to have so many opportunities at Chick-fil-A to do that. It's one of my favorite things to eat in the world. My favorite application question or interview question when I'm interviewing is when I get to have you ever eaten at Chick-fil-A? And a smile hits both their ears, you know, they can't even answer the question for a second. And and when I see that, it's like, man, that's going to be a great hire. They already get it. They already feel it. They already know that we're different. The Chick-fil-A experience, it's a real thing. And then, of course, just our, our generosity and community involvement and making a positive impact in the lives of our team members, our guests, and the community in general. I think is is really the the secret sauce. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of this wonderful week that we have for you. So happy to be here and always thankful every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern time that you spend time with me celebrating something that I love. I mean, I get to live my dreams every day, do what I love and love what I do. And the fact that you're here for that means a lot to me. So tell your family, friends, coworkers, and colleagues to come on over to Wake Up Call Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We are worldwide, so you're here in central and upstate New York, our second home of Florida, up and down the East Coast, the Midwest, the West Coast, and around the globe. We've had listeners and viewers in the United Kingdom, Spain, Italy, China, Russia, Mexico, Canada, and so on and so forth. So thank you wherever you are. Uh, YouTube.com, Facebook.com, both backslash WakeUpCallDT and WakeUpCallDT.Podbean.com worldwide. Once we go live, you can go and check this, you know, check us out. So if you can't listen to us live, you can always go back to our archives and find us. I, I edit and put up the episodes as well. I'll be airing a bunch of stuff coming up soon here on our channels that you're looking at on the screen right now. So you can find us on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, as well as on MixLR, Player FM, Podbean, Podvine, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube. All you have to do is search Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora or one word, Wake Up Call DT. And a big thanks to our incredible partners that helped to make our experience here in the community so much greater and reach uh, so many more people and connect with wonderful business owners who do more than sell products and services. They care. You know, my team is strong and there's a reason why many of us have been together so long. Carvel and I for over a decade, you know, the Wildcat Sports Pub approaching a decade, Great Lakes Honda City right there with the decade as well as, you know, Chick-fil-A Cicero since they open, 
you know, we started working with them when they opened Chick-fil-A Clay, when they opened PB&J's Lunchbox, when they opened a canine camp dog daycare and canine campground dog boarding for many years now. Pizza Man, we're in year three, you know, 317 at Montgomery. We've been working with them. Uh, this is our first year with them. And it's it's been like we've had them forever. Amon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory, multiple years. Avicoli's in year three. Mother's Cupboard in year two. And I have an exclusive breakfast sandwich there you can get today or any day, which is the Cuse McMother. And you can get that at Mother's Cupboard at 3709. Uh, James Street, 3709 James Street, Syracuse, New York. You can ask for the Cuse McMother. When you walk in and you look up at the specials and everything that's up there, my board is there 24-7, the Cuse McMother. You can look right up there, see the board, see my face, see information for the show, and see the giant picture of the sandwich. You can try the Cuse McMother exclusively at Mother's Cupboard. Bacon, egg, and cheese inside of two pieces of French toast. You can pick it up and eat it like a breakfast sandwich or cut it up with syrup and have it that way as well. Chick-fil-A Watertown, we've been with them since they opened. So, you know, our partnerships are strong. We have the exclusive multimedia marketing partnership with LeMoyne College. It's the first partnership of its kind that LeMoyne College has ever signed in its history as an institution. Bryan and Stratton College of Syracuse were their exclusive multimedia marketing partner. The first time that they have signed anything of this magnitude ever in their history at Brian and Stratton College of Syracuse. So this this team, as you can hear from my connections to all of them, our squad is strong, and we have a beautiful connection to all of them and the wonderful people. Carvel DeWitt, Jay Cartini, Wildcat Sports Pub, Danny and Heather Tome, Andrea and the entire team over there, PB&J's Lunchbox, Pat and Sue, Mother's Covered, Pete, Amy, and the crew, Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog, dog Boarding, Lorraine, Chad, and their team, Lemoyne, Dr. Linda Lemura, the president, uh, A.D. Barberetta, the chair of the board of trustees, Pete Delora, as well as their coaches, their student athletes, their alumni, their current Dolphins, their future Dolphins, so many great people there, as well as the board of trustees in general. Pizza Man, the Delia family, Great Lakes Honda City, Brad Townsend, and you know George Townsend and, and their family, and, and Manny, God bless them in heaven, that's, you know, obviously had worked there for many years. 317 at Montgomery, Natalie and Joel to Brian and Stratton College of Syracuse, you know, Mary and Nick and Alex and Clay and Tay and Brian and Sean and, so, and, and Amy and so on and so forth. You look at uh, Chick-fil-A Watertown and the their wonderful family, uh, Owen and Merritt and Catherine, uh, Chick-fil-A, sister on Chick-fil-A Clay. Betty and Jimmer and their teams, Amon, Paz, James, and Angela, JoJo, and the whole squad there. I mean, the, these are Avicoli's, John and Nick, and everybody at Avicoli's and that wonderful team of hardworking people. And John, you know, I mean, this is a guy who runs the restaurant and is out there cooking and meeting people and running things out. I mean, he's doing 17 things every day, all the time, and he's great at it. So, you know, this isn't just a bunch of businesses that we work with. These are partners. That's why they're not called sponsors because we work together. I mean, I'm not looking at a sh-